Hi, dude. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Quick Fix Podcast. I'm Forrest Hammond II, and here you'll get proven information to increase success and improve in every area, including finance, leadership, and relationships. Better information equals better thinking, and that guarantees better results. You just have to change what's going into your brain. Now it's time to get your quick fix. This is the Quick Fix Podcast. Quick Fix! So it's always interesting to look and see where things come from. So if you look at different businesses, like the names and different things, um, it's interesting to learn the history behind them. So a couple that I think is quite interesting, um, the common women's undergarment called Spanx, um, is spelled with an X, which at first the um, billionaire mastermind who came up with it, Sarah Blakely, at the time when she was picking a name for it, she had Spanx down, but at the very last second when she was submitting the name to copyright it or you know get the ownership of that name, she remembered reading something or hearing something that an X was more powerful and they would stick in people's brains. So she changed the name very quickly. The other one I think of is Hershey's. Now, if you didn't know, Hershey's is feminism to its core. How do I know this? Number one, women love it, which, you know, I do too. But number two, her, she, YS. And if you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn that I want to sell you. So all of this talk of business origins and quotes is really just a ruse for me to get into what I want to talk about today. And first, of course, a the quote that I've chosen is by George Eliot. Our deeds determine us as much as we determine our deeds. And by Richard B. Sheridan, a life spent worthily should be measured by deeds, not years. And I just think both of those, you know, we, we determine the things we do and those things determine our character, determine really, um, you know, the value that we, that we are inherently, um, giving to the world inherently we are a value, but, you know, I think we can appreciate or depreciate depending on the things that we do and to get into kind of I love history and I love learning from people who have done, you know, good, bad, ugly. And I have some really great books that show the funny side of history and show a little bit of the ugly side. And, um, I like putting, you know, some humor into it, but I, I think it's so important that, you know, the quote, if we don't learn from our history, we're doomed to repeat it. And it's funny to see how it's so true. And the things that we do, repeat. And it's like, man, won't these people ever learn? You see that in neighbors around or maybe in your family. Um, I'm not going to say if it's a neighbor or family, because I'm sure we all have both, but it's just funny to see a cycle that people get into where it's constantly the same thing. And you're like, man, pick a new mistake, pick a new uh, issue, a new trial, pick something hard that's different than what you're doing. Cause there's so many things that you can try out there that you can mess up, stop doing the same thing. And so, um, you know, it's kind of frustrating from that view. But um, the reason I used 
you know, if you have, if you believe that I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you is a few years ago, I happened upon a book that talked about where that saying came from. And of course it was connected with historical value. And if you don't know this gentleman, that's okay. Cause I didn't at this time either, but it really interesting to learn about George C. Parker. And this name will live in infamy mostly because of the phrase, but I'm certain that he never said it. The reason is, is because he was a con man and he was known at one point as the greatest con man. Not really a title that your mom is like, yes, please live up to this. But he was that until he kept getting caught. And so what really got him started was he was a native New Yorker and he would prey upon a lot of the immigrants coming in to our country looking for opportunities unfortunate that he was preying upon these people and definitely not someone with integrity that we all expect in someone we're doing business with, but he start up, he would start by setting up fake sales offices, forging documents, and really just supporting these cons. And he would, you know, watch Ellis Island to see new people coming in. Um, he'd look at out of town tourists that would come into New York. And of course, people are coming there to see the sites and everything. And they would see these new, awesome um, sites that were there, like the uh, Madison Square Garden, the Statue of Liberty, which both of those he sold. He also sold the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And one of his greatest cons, I would say, was he sold Grant's tomb posing as the general's grandson. So he had quite a, an amazing career. You could say this guy could have been a great actor, but think of if he would have applied that to anything else. I mean, politics, he would have fit right in and, you know, probably had a lifelong job. But his most famous con, of course, was selling the Brooklyn Bridge. And the, the legend goes from multiple sources that he sold it at least twice a week several, I, I think it was over years, I want to say. Um, but one of the times the, as the legend tells, he sold it at, for at least $50,000 and these new owners, you could spot them because they would set up toll booths on the middle of their bridge because, you know, it's theirs now and all these tourists walking across, Hey, I'm going to make a quick buck. And then of course the police would come over and take down the toll bridges and toll booths and um, let them know that, no, you do not, in fact, own this bridge. It is owned by the city. And, uh, you know, the, the Brooklyn Bridge had already been a toll bridge for pedestrians um, at the high, high price of a penny. So this was back in the 1800s, um, 1880s, and tens of thousands of people would walk across it today. So, you know, pennies add up and... It would be for animals, it would be for horse riders, and price varying for whoever was uh, was crossing. So in 1911, the New York mayor at the time f finally shut down um, tolls on that bridge. Well, George C. Parker, of course, had, you know, gained fame and money on his selling of this bridge and other things. And of course, coining not, well, he didn't coin the phrase, but that phrase was coined based on 
this legend. And he finally was just caught one too many times in 1928 at his third conviction for conning all of these people. He was sentenced to life in Sing Sing prison and died there at the prison after years. So not really a legacy that you really want to have, but you can see how the deeds build up and become who you are. And really kind of, you know, you can see that we can learn from history. Obviously, we're not looking to be con men. If you are, I encourage you to change vocations. It's not going to pan out, especially nowadays. I, I talked to a good friend who's a banker. And in my town here in little, little town in Utah, we've had, um, you know, a few months back, we had a few bank robberies. And it was kind of a point of humor because it was a standard, you know, stick them up job. They came in, they, they had robbed a, another bank previously in the week, I believe. And it was all, it was very humorous to all of us talking about this because, you know, robbing a bank nowadays, it's, it's almost impossible. I mean, you'll get away with the money for a minute, but it's so many ways that they can track you down and they find you that it's almost laughable now to try something like that. And of course, you know, if you have integrity, obviously you're not going to try that. But I think it just goes to show the importance of thinking things out of what you're going to do, because it's going to have an effect on you or generations to come. And, you know, I think of, we went bowling this last week and I remember, you know, you, it's, it's com comedic to watch people do this because I've done it myself and my little five-year-old did the same thing. She'd roll the ball and then, you know, you kind of lean to one side because you're like, oh, the ball needs to go that way. And you kind of lean with it to make it do what you want. And if, if you're a good enough bowler, here's the deal. You, you do the granny first, you, you know, you roll it with two hands from beneath your legs. And the second thing is you have to lean with it. And if you have enough skill, concentration and power, you'll move that ball exactly to which side you're leaning. But I feel like that's such uh, a model for life that a lot of times we do these things, we do these deeds, we throw that bowling ball of deeds out there. And then we're like, oh, oh man, that wasn't a great throw. Let me, let me just lean. I'm going to lean with the way I want that to work out for me. And, you know, it, it really doesn't work out that way. You know, we've already thrown the ball. It's already gone down there. Now, I think the way bowling differs is... We have, you know, lots of opportunities to knock down those pins in different ways. The game doesn't end until we're dead. And we can continually improve and get a better bowling ball. We can get better equipment, um, you know, better thinking, better technique. And when we, you know, enact those deeds, when we do things in this life with better information, we can become greater people. And we won't even need to lean because we will do exactly what we need to do to get a strike in life. Now, I know what you're thinking. I just don't understand bowling metaphors. I mean, who does? But the point of it is, if we can control our thinking, put in good information, um, we can get the type of thinking that we want to get those results that we want in bowling, in not being con men and having a legacy, 
that we want people to remember us for, not just a random quote that people say when they're lying to you, but um, something of, of pure value. So this week for the quick fix, it's dealer's choice. Look up something from history to help you learn and become better, or you can think of a quote that somebody says all the time, and it could be something that's just so trite and overused, but look it up, see what the, the backing is from it, and I'd love to hear what it is. Make sure to you know send me an email at quickfixpodcast at gmail.com, or um, you know leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you watch on, and... Um, you know, click like, make sure you put whatever story you looked up in their view and how you were inspired by the show. I'd love to hear from you. And then go and start or continue to start to continue building your legacy of what you want to be and of what your your family will know you for for generations. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Quick Fix podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and we'll talk to you next time. Quick Fix! Quick Fix!